0: Hi everyone, this is John Hagedorn and welcome to 1001 Stories for the Road also known as caffeine for the curious and your home for good old-fashioned entertainment. We're going to take you back to April 24th 1907 for this story because this was the day that the song Anchors Away the march and two-step by Charles A. Zimmerman received its copyright. Very few pieces of music serve any organization quite as proudly as the melody Anchors Away does for the United States Navy and Naval Academy. The song sparks an intense feeling among many Americans whenever it's heard, recalls our nation's pride, and serves as a reminder to all who have served our country on land and sea. Charles A. Zimmerman was born into the U.S. Naval Academy, it could be said, through his father, Charles Z. Zimmerman, starting with his birth in 1861 in Newport, Rhode Island, where his father was a Naval Academy bandsman during the Academy's temporary Civil War relocation to Newport, done so because Maryland, although officially aligned with the Union, was considered too dangerous a location in what was a divided state then in terms of loyalties. When he reached adulthood, Charles attended the Peabody Conservatory of Music in Baltimore and, upon graduating in 1882, became a member of the U.S. Navy Band as a third coronetist. Five years later, he relieved Peter Schaff as bandmaster, making Charles Jr., now at age 26, the youngest ever to assume leadership of the Naval Academy Band. When Grover Cleveland became president in 1893, Zimmerman had the honor of attaining national recognition by conducting an orchestra of 120 musicians for the inaugural ball. Four years later, when John Philip Sousa asked him to consider becoming the director of the Marine Band, Charles declined, wanting to continue composing and guest conducting minus the pressures that directing the U.S. Marine Band under the highly popular and heavily demanded Sousa would present. And he stayed busy composing, writing a new march every year and dedicating it to each graduating class. In 1905, a midshipman named Alfred H. Miles, class of 1907, approached Zimmerman with his class's request for a new march, asking for a march with a swing to it that could be used as a football marching song, and one that would live forever. A tall order to be sure, but Navy had lost every game to Army since 1900, and something had to be done, so Zimmerman set to work. The class supper was held in October of 1905, and it was tradition that this was the time that the class march was played. Although it didn't make the history books, it was very likely that it was played, minus the lyrics, which Miles, no slouch himself in terms of music, was working on. The first mention of the performance of Anchors Away was at the 1906 Farewell Ball held on February 12th of that year. The song received its first public performance at Franklin Field at Philadelphia for the 1906 Army-Navy football game. And for the first time in five years, Navy came out of it a winner. The crowd had been handed the lyrics that Midshipman Miles had written And 30,000 voices rang out over the music the band was playing that day. And the band probably sounded something like this. Zimmerman's new song was a huge hit and for years has stood as the unofficial theme song for the Navy. We say unofficial since the Navy still hasn't weighed anchor on the decision to make it their official theme song. Basically because the lyrics can't change quickly enough to adapt to America's ever-changing high-tech Navy. Be that as it may, the original song and old lyrics are still heard at every Navy football game and no Armed Forces medley would be right without Anchors Away included. Here's the first couple of verses to Anchors Away with the lyrics. Charles Zimmerman continued his famed career as Naval Band Director, proudly wearing the nickname Zimmy, until Sunday morning, January 16th, 1916. He died suddenly of a brain hemorrhage. He was given a full military funeral, with midshipmen serving as pallbearers, and classes were suspended so that the entire regiment could attend. I don't have to tell you what they played in his honor. As for midshipman Miles, who penned the original lyrics, he went on to have a distinguished career as a surface warfare officer, holding a number of posts and commands, which included executive officer at the Naval Subbase in Norfolk, Virginia, commanding officer of the Naval Station at Guantanamo Bay, and first commanding officer of the Little Creek Amphib Base, again in Norfolk, retiring at the rank of captain. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Stories for the Road where every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we release a new episode for your listening enjoyment. 1001 Stories for the Road was inspired by our big brother, 1001 Heroes, the research for which has turned up a treasure chest of great stories, too short for our typical 45-minute shows at 1001 Heroes. And these stories, averaging about 15 to 20 minutes each, needed a new home. So we created 1001 Stories for the Road. We're available 24-7 at iTunes, our terrific host, audioboom.com, and everywhere great podcasts are found. We have two other 1001 shows out there, and we encourage you to give them a try. Those are 1001 Heroes, Legends, Histories, and Mysteries, and 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales. You can catch all our 1001 network shows and archives, including this one, at www.1001storiespodcast.com and we encourage your posts at facebook.com forward slash 1001 stories for the road we'll be back real soon